Welcome to the Warriors of Grace podcast, hosted by Dave Jenkins. Warriors of Grace is about helping men from generation to generation become gospel men in private, in the home, in the church, and in public through the Word of God. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. All right, well, welcome back to the Warriors of Grace podcast. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this show. And today we're going to continue our series talking about uh, reading the Bible personally and corporately with the church. Uh, So far we have talked about, you know, the personal ministry of the Holy Spirit and reading and delighting in uh, how reading the Bible is a delightful duty and what that means And last week we talked about studying the Bible. Today we're going to talk about memorizing and meditating on the Word of God. Uh, You know, um, growing up in my childhood, I was I was quite the athlete. I I played uh, football and soccer and tennis at a at a competitive uh, level, especially tennis. uh, Growing up. Uh, until my about my sophomore year, when I started uh, focusing more on playing golf and those kind of things, I in high school I ran uh, regularly would run under f- six minutes um, in uh, the mile and ran the forty in about four six. I was timed a few times. You know, I worked out in the gym. I lifted weights and so on. I it. it <laughs> I took gym classes all the time. I was a gym brat. And when I wasn't went in the gym, I ran for fun or rode my bike everywhere. I was in excellent shape in high school. Well, just as cardio and strength training were imperative to my fitness as an athlete, memorizing and meditating on the Word of God is imperative to our spiritual fitness as Christians. Bible memorization and meditation are as necessary to our lives as as eating and drinking water and working out, the Lord, through his trustworthy and authoritative word, has enabled Christians to memorize and meditate on the word of God in order to discipline ourselves for the sake of godliness. Much like you would go to the gym to work out or so on and so forth, memorizing and meditating on uh, the scripture help us to work out our minds and our hearts with the truth of God's where we are to train ourselves for the sake of godliness. Physical training, Paul says, has some value, but godliness has value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. And so Paul is saying that effort and spiritual discipline is of value not only because of the promise that it has here today, but also because it holds promise in the life to come and for eternity. The Christian life is described throughout the Bible as one of grace-driven effort. In fact, if you look at Paul's structure to the Ephesians, he spends a great deal of time in the first three chapters describing uh, salvation, you know, how we've been saved uh, by the grace of God, uh, through, by, by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. This is the indicative, what Christ has done. And it's only then in in chapters 4 through 6 that we discover the imperative, what Christ commands us to do in chapters 4 through 6. Now, it's important to be clear here. 
We do not merit salvation. We do not grasp salvation by ourselves. We do not exert the effort for our own sake and for our own ability. It's only by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone that we're that we're saved, that we're held secure, and that we can pursue any grace-driven effort or discipline. Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones is correct when he says, it is grace at the beginning and grace at the end. So that when you and I come to lie upon our deathbeds, the one thing that should comfort and even help and strengthen us, there is the, the thing that helped us in the beginning. Not that we have been, not that we have done, but uh, the grace of God in Jesus Christ, our Lord. The Christian life starts with grace and must continue with grace. It ends with grace. Grace, wondrous grace. By the grace of God, I am what I am. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which is in me. And so as we consider Paul's call in 1 Timothy 4 to train ourselves for godliness as men, we must think of grace-driven effort from beginning to end and the strategies laid out in his word for this training and godliness are a means of grace to help us in our striving. And to this end, theologians use the word uh, a means of grace. What they mean by this is the means of grace are meant to help us grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus. The means of grace are not the beginning of our salvation. Instead, they help propel us forward in grace, relying on and trusting on Christ from beginning to end. The Christian, Paul says, is to consider discipline in their walk with the Lord of vital importance. In fact, it's so vital, Paul says in 1 Timothy 4, 7, it holds promise for the present life and for the life to come. You see, the same grace that, that saves you as a Christian is training you to renounce ungodliness so that you might grow in the grace and grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus and train for godliness. We engage in memorizing on the, the scriptures because of the grace of God, which we have received because of the finished work of the person and the work of Jesus. We are talking today about memorizing the word given by God, which is inspired and profitable for your very soul. Your very soul needs the word for life and for sustenance. You need to feed on it. You need to nourish on it. You were created by God and for God. And so the only way for you to be satisfied is to find your satisfaction in what God has revealed. And that is in the word of God. And so memorizing the word is precious when we see memorization not as a duty to perform another thing to check off, but as a valuable tool because we are hiding the word of God in our hearts and in our minds. And so when scripture is stored in your heart and your mind, it's, a, it's available for the Holy Spirit to bring to your attention when you're tempted, when you're going through a test, when you're going through a trial, when you're dealing with a difficult person, when you're handling a a difficult situation in your marriage or you're counseling somebody or discipling somebody, the memorization of Scripture allows your mind easier access to the voice of God in Scripture to come and to speak to you from the Word of God. One very practical reason memorizing is so essential is in the area of spiritual warfare. This is, a, this is in Ephesians 6.17, which says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And when those whispers of Satan come your way, and they do come, remind yourself of the word of God. 
One of my mentors used to tell me when he was alive, he said, Dave, you're fighting a battle that you were never meant to win because it's already been won. As a Christian, you are in a war that's already been won by your, by your, by your crucified and risen Lord Savior. So you memorize scripture to bring to mind the word in a moment of temptation and challenge so the sword of the spirit can be brought to bear in that situation. Jesus, when he was tempted in the wilderness, knew the word and was able to utilize it because he had memorized it to avoid temptation. Christians today ought to memorize scriptures so that it's available to the Holy Spirit to use and inflame our souls amidst the daily challenges of life. Memorizing scripture not only enables us to wield its truth in our own lives, it helps Christians to genuinely know the word of God so that they can share it with others. And when you go to an ATM, you insert that debit card. You enter your PIN. You select how much cash you want to withdraw. In a similar way, scriptural memory is putting the Bible into our hearts and our minds and typing in the PIN when we're faced with temptation or challenge. This allows us as men to withdraw the deposit of the word through biblical memorization. And so the more that we deposit the scriptures into our hearts, into our minds, the more stored scripture will have to pull up into our lives and deposit into the lives of others. One of my friends, and we're going to talk about this more in application, but he asked, how much of God's word can you access? By that, mean he means how much of scripture can you honestly, uh, how much do you know of scripture? It's, it's a convicting question. It gets to the heart of what we're talking about today, about memorizing scripture. So we have timely and biblical advice to give others, to build them up in the faith. And one of the one of the best reasons for memorizing the Word of God is it fuels biblical meditation. Now, when we talk about biblical meditation, we're not talking about emptying your mind like Eastern religions or so on and so forth. Uh, we're not talking about you know falling asleep and or or misdirecting our attention to something else to an object or a tree or so on and so forth. When we talk about biblical meditation, we're talking about thinking and, and about the word, chewing on it, digesting it, meditating on it. And when we memorize a verse of scripture, we can meditate on it any time, day or night. Psalm one nineteen ninety seven says. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. In Joshua 1.8, we see the connection between success and the practice of meditation. Genuine success is not granted to those who stare off into space. It's instead given to those who stare deeply into the word of God. And biblical meditation invites Christians into the world of God and his word where real refreshment and real joy begins. Every Christian wants to grow in the grace of God, needs to meditate on the Word of God and think deeply on the Word of God. The fruit of biblical meditation is action. As we hear, as we read, as we study, as we memorize, as the power of Scripture fueled by biblical meditation inflames and enlarges our souls. The more we engage in biblical meditation, the more we see the word giving off its heat onto us, illuminating its truth to us through the Holy Spirit, whose word provides insight and understanding, uh, resulting in a passion for obedience to God by his grace. Thomas Watson says, the reason we come away so cold from reading the word is because we do not warm ourselves at the fires of meditation. Biblical meditation is where we fill our minds with God's truth and where our hearts and our minds are inflamed with a passion for God. George Mueller says the vigor of our spiritual life 
will be in exact proportion to the place held by the Bible in our life and our thoughts. Mueller is right. How we view the Bible affects what we do with the Bible. It's what we do with the Word of God that matters. And that's why hearing, reading, and studying the Bible is so vital. It's also why biblical meditation is vital. These are lifelong things. These are eternal things. So we must use, uh, we must exert grace-driven effort. We must press on. We must grow in these things. And when we think about what we think about reveals what we delight in. As a Christian, your life in Christ thrives best when your head and heart are in the soil of God's Word. It is in biblical meditation that we can soak up the water of the Word of God. You see, what the Lord wants to do is to take that Word that you read, that you study, and that you memorize, and He wants to plant it deeper in your life so that you can grow into maturity in Christ. Well, integral to meditating on the Word is to pray the word of God. Psalm 119.18 says, Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. John 14.26 tells us the Holy Spirit guides the Christian into all the truth of Scripture. So meditation is more than merely concentration or mental energy being exerted for exertion's sake. We ought to pray and ask for illumination to open our understanding of Scripture because doing so intensifies spiritual perception. The Bible was written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So pray for the Holy Spirit to expand your understanding of the biblical text so that you, as you rightly understand it and as you meditate on the word, praying over scripture is an invitation for the Holy Spirit to hold its divine light over the text to show you what you cannot see without him. Consider, for example, why you turn on the light in in your room. Without the light switch turned on, you cannot see in the room. The Holy Spirit illuminates the scriptures so that the lights turn on to help you see uh, what you would would without that light, the light of the Holy Spirit, you wouldn't be able to see. And so the Holy Spirit aims to help you to see and to understand and to know more of the grace of God revealed in the word of God. Well, memorizing the scripture allows us to store up God's truth in our hearts and our minds. And meditation is deep thinking on biblical truth, which defines biblical reality. Christian meditation is linked with prayer to God and responsible Holy Spirit-filled human action to bring about genuine transformation by the grace of God. Biblical Christian meditation is possible because of the grace of the Lord, who, who we alone Uh, can trust because he is altogether good, trustworthy, righteous, loving, unjust in all of his ways. And so the person, the purpose of memorizing and meditating on the word is for the sake of proper application, which we're going to talk about next week. But perhaps today you, you can add another moment of your time to scripture reading, to memorization. I get it. Take what time you have and read and study the word of God. Read less But use a more focused method to read, study, memorize, and meditate on the Word of God. The truth is, you can meditate on the Word of God any time. There's no specific minute or hour. Unlike how we need sleep, as finite creatures, the Lord is infinite, and He doesn't need time to sleep. So the best time to encounter the Word of God occurs as we're reading and as we're delighting in Him. Now, I want to talk to you about this subject, about memorizing the Word of God. Something that that helps me is... Uh, is to meditate on it, to think about it, to chew it over again and again and again. And then I'll find, you know what? I'm repeating I'm repeating the verse. 
Uh, you might even consider putting scripture, uh, uh, you know, in your wallets, uh, a, a scripture that you want to memorize and pull it out. Um, you know, when you have a moment or at lunch or so on, you can have scripture, you know, put over your, your, you know, mirror in your bathroom. If you work from home, you can have scripture, you know, all over your desk, all over your monitor. You can have reminders of scriptures that you need to be mindful of during the day and so on and so forth. And the purpose of this is to help you. It's to help you when you're facing those difficult times, those difficult situations. You want to have more access to God's Word. You want to be able to access it. You want to be able to utilize it. And this is exactly what memorizing and meditating on the Word of God does. It helps us to not just, you know, to to know the truth, but then to help us to take it and to begin to start to apply it to our lives. Well, I want to thank you for listening or watching this episode of the Warriors of Grace podcast. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Warriors of Grace podcast. If you enjoyed the show today, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you want to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or search Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find our show on the front page of the website, servantsofgrace.org.